previous video, I've talked about one aspect in which the role of leaders fundamentally changes when you go from hierarchical to self-management, right? And that is that in hierarchical management, as a leader, um, it is your duty to exert control onto people, onto the organization, right? It's your duty to control the organization, to produce the kind of results that it should produce. Um, and you're given superpowers to do that, right? You can tell people what to do. You can tell people what not to do. If there's a problem, you know, you can simply step in and take over and fix the problem. And I've talked about how that role shifts um, because with self-management, whenever there's a, a problem, your role is no longer to go and fix it, but try to help the system um, build ways that it can self-correct, right? So that the control is no longer with you over the organization, the control is baked into the organization. So one way of saying it is that you're actually ceding your power of control into the organization um, so that the organization itself becomes powerful. What I want to talk about here now is uh, how does that feel as a leader, right? Um, and I hear from leaders who've gone through this um, that this change comes with some real joy and some real pain. Um, and uh, the good news is that the pain comes first and is temporary. Um, the bad news is that it takes a while for the joy to kick in, right? Um, so it starts with the pain and then the joy. And, um, and the pain seems to come really from two kind of areas. Um, one is what I think we could call ego pain, right? And that is that there is something addictive to being in control, to exerting control onto other people, onto situations, right? There is something uh, addictive to being this heroic leader that steps in and that, you know, gets to leave at the end of the day and said like, shoo, you know, uh, good thing that I was there, good thing that I fixed this, because if I hadn't been there, whoa, this thing would have gone really wrong, right? And there's something that feels really exciting and powerful about doing that, right? And I know this from my own, from my own history, right? It just feels great to be the person that comes in and that saves the day. Um, and letting go of that specialness is not so easy, right? We've become identified with this image, right? And our whole culture sort of values that kind of heroic leadership, right? Um, and so I would invite you to look at that carefully and say, hey, you know, where do I feel this ego pain? Don't not judge you for it, right? You've been valued probably your whole career for being that kind of person. You've identified with how great it is to be that kind of person. And so, you know, you're in, the invitation is to let go of that um, and allow everybody in the organization to be just as heroic as you. So you'll be a little less special. Um, now remember, you can still absolutely take initiatives. You can still absolutely help to solve problems, uh, but not by stepping in, but by helping the system solve it on its own for the future. And the second kind of pain uh, we could call phantom pain, right? Is that you were used to having all these levers to make decisions very quickly and like, yes, no, let's do this, let's do that, let's not do this, right? And, well, th these old levers have disappeared and there's new ones that you have to get used to, right? Things like the advice process um, 
And in the beginning, there's a real phantom pain of, but I, I used to be able to do this and, and now I have to learn to do this new thing. And um, it takes a while to realize that these new levers are just as powerful as the old ones. But in the beginning, they don't feel that way. They feel like, oh, I have to go through the advice process. And before that, I could just make decisions. Um, and it's only over time that you realize that these new levers are just as powerful, if not more powerful, um, than the old ones. And so that's okay too. That is, seems to be part of the experience that you're, that you're going to. So don't blame yourself. You know, it seems like pretty much all the leaders go through this kind of uh, experience. And then after a while, the joys kick in, right? And the joys is this enormous weight that was on your shoulder that falls away, right? The organization is in control. The organization is doing things that it's supposed to do. You know, it, it's no longer this enormous weight that you have to make sure that everything goes in the right direction, to make sure that all the balls, you know, are in the air, that nobody's dropping a ball, right? As a leader, before that, then you suddenly realize, like, wow, I had all this energy to always make sure that everything was going all right. Um, and then you hear stories, which I hear over and over and over again, of leaders who say, you know what? I left for two months and nobody called me. And, you know, things were just working fine when I got back, right? Um, and that is just a tremendous relief um, that you start to feel uh, a number of months or a year or two down, down the road, right? Um, so those are the, the pains and, and the joys, right? Um, and I notice um, an interesting phenomenon. I've had conversation with a few leaders um, who were blaming themselves for feeling that they weren't yet completely giving up control, that they're, you know, um, in, in French there's this expression, you know, um, lâcher prise, uh, you know, and, and people were blaming themselves, like, I'm, I'm not letting go yet, like, I'm, you, know, I, you know, I still like, you know, to sort of to cling to control. And the conversations I've had with them I thought were really interesting. Um, because in most cases, the problem wasn't that they were just clinging to this heroic e ego role, right? Um, in quite a few cases, they weren't giving up control because their intuition was actually right that they shouldn't be giving up control. So what was happening is that they hadn't yet found ways for the system to self-correct, and it would have actually been dangerous for them to give up control, right? Um, I remember one organization where it was very clear that they had to go from sort of this hierarchical siloed ways of working into these small monkey functional teams. And the leader just uh, wasn't taking the step to do that. And in a conversation with him, I realized like, you know, he was right. Like, you know, I asked him, so why aren't you giving up control? And he was just blaming himself. Yeah, I don't know my ego, I'm not ready yet. But then talking about it, we realized like, you know, in, in his case, like, the level of maturity of people in this team wasn't there yet, and it would have been really dangerous. And so as a leader, he was right not to give up control. Now, uh, in most cases, when people tell me, you know, the level of maturity isn't high enough and my people aren't ready, I, I say that's bullshit. But in, in his particular case, um, it is true. Like, you know, these were um, people that suddenly had to be able to do things at a very different level in these self-managing teams than before. And so the answer was an obvious, let's only switch to the self-managing teams when in every team, uh, you know, there is at least one person who can do some of these more complex tasks that need to be, that need to be done there, right? And, um, and, and suddenly he was like, yeah, then, then I'm okay, then I'm, um, 
so I, I think that's interesting. Um, don't blame yourself for giving up control um, if it isn't an ego thing, if it's just that you are actually sensing that the system isn't ready yet to take control, that you know the self-correction wouldn't happen if something goes wrong. And so I, I think it's an interesting exercise that you might be uh, wanting to do, which is simply to list sort of what are all of my fears of giving up control, right? Uh, what are all the things that are holding me back? And then go through them, you know, with yourself, maybe with somebody you trust, with other people in the organization. And go and, and go like, okay, is this, is this just, you know, an ego thing? And, you know, I can grow beyond that. Um, is this maybe phantom pain? And that's just part of the, the learning curve, right? Um, or are there actually areas in which it would be dangerous to give up control because we haven't yet you know, figured out a way or put in place a way for the system to be able to self-control, you know, if I let go of the control. And I think that might help you um, be in a space where you're like, you know what, now I'm ready. Now I, I'm, I can go there. Um, and, you know, hopefully a few months down the line, I will be able to benefit really from the joys of giving up that control, all of this weight that's gone from my shoulders and all of these wonderful long holidays that I will be able to take because, you know, I'm no longer needed to keep all the balls in the air. I'm no longer needed to keep everything under control. The system can do that very well. Thank you very much. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.